Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning out there. Good morning, and、uh, that's right.、Uh, you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links. And my name is Pierre Morrow, and I'm flying solo this morning. Giselle's having a well-deserved break, so we'll be both back、uh, next week. It's just on、uh, one past nine o'clock here on your favourite community radio station. And thanks to Annie on Saturday breakfast for another very interesting. Interesting show and、um, interesting uh, talk uh, or excerpts of a talk there just before. On、uh, today's、um, program, we'll have the usual. News roundup, but in the second half of the program, we'll be talking to Baman Yusufi, who's an Iranian labour activist、uh, living here in Melbourne, and he'll give us a bit of an update and analysis of the ongoing protests, the、uh, labour protests that are happening in Iran, what's driving them, and、um, how widespread,、uh, and、uh, what's the outcome of of these protests that really have been going on since、um, December last year, and we don't. Often get to hear much about them, so they'll probably be around quarter past nine o'clock here on Three CR Radio. And of course, and of course, it's that time of the year. It's Radio Zone time,、uh, listeners. It's、um, our Radio Zone program is、uh, next Saturday, but you can certainly donate right now. Some of you already have, so that's fantastic. But、uh, our target is two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So、um, uh, you can ring during the week on nine four one nine eight three double seven, or you can go to our website, which is three cr dot org dot au, and donate online. And you can do that right now. So、um, uh, go for it. Donate. Uh, if you like what you're listening,、um, keep us on on air. We self-funded, and、uh, we've been going over forty years. I think this is forty-first year, and、um, we need your money to keep going. We provide alternative,、uh, progressive views that you won't hear at anywhere else. And of course, Asia Pacific Currents br- brings you labour、um, news from the Asia Pacific Currents from labour movement activists themselves. So it's a it's a, we're a very unique program. So.、Um, Donate to Three CR Radio, but、um, enough of that.、Uh, asking for your money, we'll go straight to the the news,、um, and、um, we start off with a couple of stories from Australia, where this week in Melbourne, a coroner investigating the collapse of a perimeter wall six years ago that killed three pedestrians concluded that Grocon, the company that was in charge of the building site, was at fault. In this long, long-running saga, Coroner Sarah Hinchy said that onus that the onus to ensure the wall's structural integrity rested with Grocon, which owned the site at that time. As in many other building work sites, there is often a web of subcontracting companies that do much of the work. In、uh, 2016, so two couple of years ago, the advertising company that had constructed the perimeter wall, Aussie Science Property Limited, was fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for breaches to health and safety laws. 
i.e. the wall collapsed. Um, Grocon had always tried to evade its responsibilities for the wall in these uh, for the wall collapse in these years, pointing the finger at, at, at its subcontractors and threatening legal action against anyone who disagreed. This ruling by the coroner now makes it clear that major companies can't evade their legal re- responsibilities by relying on a web of subcontracting companies. We now go to New South Wales, where hundreds of manufacturing workers have taken industrial action in the Newcastle area. Over 400 manufacturing workers have gone on strike this week in the regional town of Newcastle in New South Wales in the quest to gain a 3% pay increase from their company, Downers Engineering Group. As most of these workers are specialist trade workers, their stop worker actions will affect multiple projects in New South Wales, including the building of power stations, steelworks, light rail, national defence and a new jail as well. Hopefully that jail will never get built. Um, the workers have also placed an indefinite ban on any overtime. Given that the downer group of companies are highly profitable and are overseeing many important jobs, the workers feel that the company has been very stingy and greedy in not agreeing to the very fair claim of a 3% wage increase. Hey, this is Nick Rimpignar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. That's right. Uh, we won't take any more. We always fight back here at 3CR Radio. And uh, I did forget that music that you heard between Solidarity Breakfast and our show was the drones uh, um, singing Taman Shad. And um, we go now to nearby, to, um, to Thailand, where um, following last month's anti-military junta protest in Bangkok and the sub- subsequent uh, summons for around 65 of the demonstrators from the police, anti-coup activists are not giving up. This week, members of the Democracy Restoration Group, who are facing legal action for um, last month's rally, marched from the United Nations office to the Nanglong police station to protest charges against them and repeat calls for a vote to be held this year. As people would realise, Thailand is in the military dictatorship for the last four years and elections by the military junta have been promised every year, but every year they get postponed. Now, the Democracy Restoration Group has now issued a set of demands, and they're really good demands. Uh, They basically immediately and unconditionally drop all charges against the 22 of May pro-democracy protesters and lift all restrictions on their exercise of, of their human rights. Quash convictions and drop charges against anyone prosecuted or convicted for exercising their right to freedom of expression, association or peaceful assembly. And then a number of other uh, points were really relate to the amend or the repealing of laws and orders that restrict or provide criminal penalties penalties for the exercise of um, of human rights and of law, lawful political uh, acts, and that um, includes the penal code provisions uh, relating to sedition, defamation, and insults to the monarchy, which is the Les Majest, the Computer Crimes Act, the Public Assembly Act. 
and NCP order number 3-2558. So in other words, Thailand is full of these um, laws that basically restrict the um, the right of people to criticise, to comment and to protest uh, and to um, act on their right for expression. And, of course, and as a military dictatorship, the clampdown is just um, increasing. So um, all power to the Democracy Restoration Group. They sound like um, fantastic points and um, and the last point says lift all restrictions on political activities in Thailand so um, more power to you people um, we now go to India where um, this week garbage collection came to a halt in uh, Chennai, their capital city of Tamil Nadu state in the south of India, as thousands of sanitation workers took industrial action against the mass casualization of the workforce. And of course, as uh, regular listeners would know, um, the issue of casualization is something that um, we basically bring to you every week. Uh, now it's a, it's a scourge on the entire working class all over the world. And it's, it's, a, it's a way that uh, the capitalists uh, use to um, destroy our organisation and to exploit us better. Anyway, getting back to the sanitation workers in Chennai, the workers' uh, agitation on this issue has been ongoing since the start of this year and workers have thwarted all attempts so far by the police to break their actions and sit in in the last few months. In addition to demanding that long-term casual workers be made permanent, another major issue is health and safety, as in the past few years, 19 workers have been killed at their workplace. The final demand of the sanitation workers is for the Tamil Nadu authorities to enforce the the law and ensure that all sanitation workers are at least paid the legal minimum wage because some of them don't even um, get that. Fight for your mic. 3CR Radiothon 2018. Fight for your mic. The sound of the weapon called a microphone. Bring the revolution on, broadcasting to the early morning. June 4th to the 17th. Fight for your mic. Rebel music on the dance floor. Tell me what you're fighting for, because this DJ gonna keep you alive. Forget about your troubles and your nine to five with the rhythm of the pump, the pump, the pump. What um, more would you want uh, to, as a, as a, um, uh, to convince you to donate to 3CR Radio and to keep us on the air? So just remember, just go to our website, 3cr.org.au. It's very easy to donate, or you can come in or, or phone during the week as well. Our target is $250,000, and our program, I think, is $1,500. So um, thanks for the people who've, do- who've already donated, which is great to see. But we need more. So if you do donate on um, on the web, just remember to put for the Asia Pacific Currents program. We now go to West Asia to Jordan. We um, in the follow up from uh, previous week's stories on the uh, on anti austerity protest in Jordan. This week, um, the Jordanian Prime Minister Hani Mulki resigned after days of mass demonstrations that were happening all over the country. The protests began uh, against the proposed law that would see a major increase in taxes. Now, these taxes are part of of a new uh, suite of laws um, which uh, followed a uh, key condition of a three-year IMF economic program, which is the International Monetary Fund. 
Even though the Prime Minister has now resigned and a new tax has been postponed, demonstrations have continued and have become more political with demonstrators demanding a whole series of reforms and questioning the absolute rule of King Abdullah. Now, what these protests um, really show that the so-called Arab uh, Spring um, that began in uh, Tunisia in 2011 and has spread to many countries in North Africa and West Asia. We've seen a number of revolutions and we've seen some terrible repression, um, uh, for instance, in places like um, uh, Bahrain, uh, Egypt and, and Syria. Um, the, the, the whole movement really has not been defeated. The whole impulse, the revolutionary impulse of working class communities, they're still protesting against exploitation, corruption, repression and poverty because in the end, even though there's been mass uh, repression, all these issues have not gone away. And if anything, they've just got worse. So um, more power to you, comrades in Jordan. In um, As our last item, we remain in West Asia and we go to... Um, to Palestine, where um, overnight, um, so I wrote this story um, last night, but overnight I saw that there were another four Palestinians um, murdered by the uh, Israeli military forces and another 500 injured. So um, so it's really that on, there's an ongoing bloodbath of Palestinians in Gaza, which is not slowing down, uh, and it's um, really um, a, um, a direct result of the continuing use of live ammunition by the Israeli military. Now, um, this week, the murder of Razan al-Najjar, a 21-year-old paramedic, while she was attempting to treat wounded protesters near the fence with Israel, again um, uh, highlighted the ongoing horror the Palestinians in Gaza endure every day. Given that Razan was wearing her white paramedic's uniform, was unarmed and in clear line of sight of the Israeli military, her death has quite rightly been highlighted um, uh, as um, a straight-out murder and a result of the murderous policy of the Israeli state. Now, tens of thousands of Palestinians attended Razan's funeral while protests against uh, the border with Israel continue. And like I said, there's now been uh, more four uh, four deaths and over 500 uh, people um, killed, um, injured um, just over, overnight. So it's quite a, sh- a shocking uh, situation and um, certainly so political and humanitarian solidarity with the Palestinians in Gaza is badly needed. It's um, just on uh, quarter past nine o'clock. We've uh, come to the end of our um, our news roundup. Uh, we'll be bringing you more. Oh, actually, probably next week we probably won't bring you more news roundup because it's our special radiothon program. Did I mention radiothon? Three CR needs you. Fight for your mic and donate to Three CR's annual radiothon. 3CR Radiothon 2018, Fight for Your Mic. Call 9419 8377 or go to 3cr.org.au.
That's right. Uh, Radiothon is is coming. And um, so it's 16 past nine o'clock. Uh, we go to a couple of community um, announcements. Um, and I won't mention Radiothon again um, until the end of the show. And uh, we'll be back uh, to talk with Barman Yusufi about the ongoing uh, uh, labour um, protests uh, that are happening in Iran. <laughs> In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for $49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org. Dot au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses dispute in 1986, and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there, broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. It's um, just on 17 past 9 o'clock on this uh, beautiful Saturday morning. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Link on your favourite community radio station, uh, 3CR Radio. And um, as um, listeners would know, we've um, covered the ongoing uh, strikes, disputes and protests in Iran, that are happening in Iran that have really, um, uh, well, over the many years, but they've really um, uh, expanded in scope since um December of last year. I'm uh, very pleased to say I've got Barman Yusufi, who's a uh, independent Iranian labour activist, um, with us to talk about these. Uh, good morning, Barman. Good morning, uh, Pia. Thank you. Um, Thank you for your giving me an opportunity that I can be the voice of my fellow workers in Iran from PCR radio station. That, that, that's all right. It's, it's, a, it's a true pleasure. Now, um, to get straight into it, just in the last few weeks, there's been huge protests by a group that hasn't really been um, um, highlighted much in the past, the, the truck drivers. They had huge protests all over the country for a number of, of weeks. Now, what were their demands? Uh, first of all, to be truck drivers in Iran is one of the most difficult and dangerous occupations. The money that truck drivers earn is not adequate with the daily hiking prices in Iran. They have many demands, which is several of them are very important. The, the first and very most important is to increase the fare and transporting fees, which is, it didn't change for the last five to six years. It means a truck driver fees today exactly the same as six years ago, while the, everything 
all the prices went up daily and dramatically. Not the, for example, the insurance premium went up 40%. Spare parts and mechanical equipment went up. The fee for the toll road, the port and garage commission, you know, the, the cost of services, the price of the gasoline went up three to four times. And uh, the uh, middleman and contractor charge them very high. They they want to these uh, prices comes down, and also to increase the transporting fees, which is didn't change for five six years. Uh, and also, they have many other demands as well. They wanted to to build a uh, resting places alongside the highway and the road, which is they don't exist at all. Another thing they want to. Because this is very dangerous and tired in job, they want to retire after 27 years work in this industry. There's a, many the topic of the uh, demands these drivers wanted, and to want to all of these charges drop down and to increase their uh, transporting fees. Um, thanks for that. You've uh, really painted a very good picture of the situation they're in. Now, um, interestingly, though, they really don't have an independent nationwide union, but these uh, strikes and actions uh, have been coordinated all over the country. So how did they manage to organise? Because this uh, is, uh, you know, they're struggling all together. They have... Uh, same suffering, all of the drivers around the, all over the Iran are uh, having. They organized this thing, this strike, a few days earlier through the social media. Mm. And that's why they like Facebook, like uh, Telegram, and mm. uh, other things. And also, they are, they know each other, city to city, you know, the and depot to depot, and they have relatives here and there, and they uh, like organizing like this one uh, between themselves. Yes, so they've they've managed to get around uh, around the, that. Now, um, in another uh, case, a few weeks ago in the southern town of Kazarun, the demonstrations there were demonstrations, um, um, and they were heavily repressed, and actually people died. Um, we actually don't hear much about the, um, these demonstrations and these major events. I mean, do you know what, what happened in this town and, and why was it so heavily repressed and what were the issues that people were demonstrating about? Uh, yes, you know, one, one thing, first of all, one thing is any issue occurred in Iran, people try to, you know, organize themselves and become together against the government because of dislike of the government. This one happened a year ago when the government decided to divide the surrounding area of the city of Khazarun in two, uh, in two small districts. It means they want to create another township next to that Khazarun city. And these people, they didn't, they don't, they didn't like it. Why? Because there's a beneficiary, economic beneficiary, and this beneficiary goes into the pocket of uh, rich people 
and those people are under power, and a, a rich landlord. And which is all of these one landlords and the rich people and those power all are connected with the government and they are inside the government. They are the ruler in the government. And this and when create another district, uh, another uh, province is make a lot of money from the you know central bank or mm-hmm. central budget you know, government budget. And this money all going to that uh, pocket of those ones is not benefit the ordinary people, workers and uh, villages and those things. That's why they don't want this happening, because they think it's, uh, it's just benefit the government and those around in the government, not the people. That's why they, and a few years, there's a few people that uh, died in that clash. And they also, people targeting a few police stations, put fire on them, and they burn the, you know, the government authority vehicles and a lot of things. But still they... Uh, you know, the uh, fire and the ashes in that city. Um, but uh, people that are really against the uh, authority and government. There's obviously, from what you said, and even from your um, uh, description of the truck drivers' issues and from the ongoing protests that have been really um, developing since December, there seems to be a lot of anger um, against the corruption, the poverty, the exploitation all over Iran. Do, do you think that it's, it's, it's starting to, to become such a widespread issue that there are so many uh, problems that people face that the government is not going to be able to put out these spot fires anymore and it's just going to increase in terms of determination by the people? Uh, this, uh, this recent ongoing strikes and all demonstrations are now in continuation of the popular uprising on the 28th of November last year. Yeah, they know that people know the system is broken down economically and politically and morally. These are not enough. There is no enough job. Massive unemployment now. We talk about the, at least seven million people unemployment. Mm-hmm. People tired of, you know, austerity and hardship, gap between rich and poor, child labor, drugs addiction, prostitution, you know, corruption, corruption right going to the top of the government, Mm. and many, many more. Politically, people are, you know, under enormous pressure and repressed by the government hardship policy. There are no freedom of speech, no uh, thought, you know. Heavily, heavily censored and controlled and cracked down on the people. There are a lot of, you know, workers, unionists, political prisoners in Iran. These things driving people to stand up for their own, their own right. And they, they decided already. Yeah, they, uh, there, is a, there is no much love between the government and people of Iran. Mm. And so we've got about a minute to to go. Just in terms of of the future, and in terms of us labor activists outside of Iran, what what can we do to actually support our uh, sisters and brothers in Iran in in their struggles? Yeah, you know, there's uh, already people of Iran already you know um, made their own decision. They don't want this this Islamic uh, Republic of Iran anymore. I think these protests will go and continue, go ahead and continue. And uh, for this one, we, I think, in the overseas, in here, uh, 
all over the world should be the, the voice of the Iranian people, the voice of the workers in there. They are uh, struggling. They are fighting. You know, they're fighting against a very oppressed regime. And uh, it's the absolute police state there. And because, uh, for example, the Union, the European Union and America still, they grabbing this government. They don't want you know, to this new government change or anything. But the people, we are people here. We are workers, unionists here, have to, you know, to be their voice from the radio, social media, and also push our government <laughs> and uh, to, uh, to support those guys. And, and that Iranian people, to that the Iranian people can achieve their goals. Well, we'll certainly um, keep our listeners um, uh, updated on what, what's happening and we'll certainly take your words and uh, keep going with our solidarity. So, Barman, thank you very much. Our time has run out and um, we'll, um, we'll keep abreast and uh, we'll have you on in the next um, few months to see how it's going. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is James Henry here and you're listening to 3CR, 8.55am and digital streaming on 3cr.org.au. And um, you just listened with an interview with Barman Yusufi, who's a Iranian labour activist living here in Melbourne, about the ongoing struggles and movement in uh, Iran against uh, corruption, exploitation, and and poverty. So, uh, as I said, uh, all power to our sisters and brothers in Iran fighting against uh, a repressive, uh, both political and economic um, government. But that's really all that we've got. Uh, for you today um, again I will mention it again it's Radiothon time uh, coming up but we are in Radiothon fortnight our Radiothon program for Asia Pacific Currents is next weekend next Saturday so please donate that's all from me today we'll be back uh, next week next Saturday at 9 o'clock um, uh, Asia Pacific Currents brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links my name is Pierre Morrow have a great weekend stay tuned to 3CR and to um, to Palestine Remembered coming up straight after this announcement. You've been listening to a podcast produced at 3CR Community Radio. Radiothon 2018 is on from the 4th to the 17th of June. 3CR, fight for your mic. And we need your support to continue to be an independent, radical voice promoting social and political justice and change. We're asking you, our listeners, to donate to the station to keep us going. This year, we need to make $250,000 to keep the station on air, so any amount you can afford makes a big difference. So call us on 039 419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for supporting Community Radio.